Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTV podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host Nick Parsippany de la Hoya. I don't know if that's my name or just a really like, like really like fancy, you know, highfalutin drink at like a hipster bar or something, you know. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that does sound like something that you could. And listen, see, yeah. I mean, I'm in Hipster Central out here in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. so I can definitely say that there's. I've probably seen or met a Parsippany de la Hoya at some point in my travels, and they just, you know, we didn't really know either that or like a flower child. Because I used to live, you know, right outside of San Francisco, and if you go down Hate Ashbury. Man, all the kids are named like Flower Child. They just like they're almost like gamer tags. They just go like Flower Child one, two, three, and you XX know. Flower Child. XX Flower yeah. Child four twenty. Right. Yeah, that's that's actually one of them. Yeah, of I course. actually met her and gave her uh gave her some change one time. So anyway, we've got an amazing episode here with a special guest, Jav from Decent Takes Podcast. What's up, Jav? How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Oh, you guys man, ready to rock? A, yeah, <laughs> it is a pleasure to have you here. Yeah. I am I'm a big fan of your podcast and I love hey, I appreciate the banter that. that you guys have. Like as, as soon as you jump into your podcast, it's an instant like I'm hooked. I'm mm-hmm. there. I'm ready to go. What do these guys have to say? Actually, it doesn't matter <laughs> just because I know I'm gonna have a good time, right? <laughs> you know, that's actually really funny. Uh one of my friends is like, I have a question for you. And I was like, What's up? He goes, Why should anybody listen to your podcast? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> what kind of question nothing. is that? <laughs> if you're asking that right? question, just don't listen. <laughs> if you're trying to get me to admit that I'm not important, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got it. It's almost like uh, when you go to the, uh, you know, you go to a fancy store and you're like, yeah, you go into Neiman Marcus. How much is that T-shirt right there? Well, if you've got to ask, then you can't afford it, obviously. <laughs> right, right, right. That's me. $75? What? <laughs> For a Man, shirt? that's way too much money. I yeah. bet you can get cheaper swag. From the QTB shop, why don't quitthebuild.com slash community, you can grab yourself an awesome t-shirt that is not $75, but it could very well be because, I mean, the Earth Ploppers are going to be the world's best basketball team Once you get the signature on that t-shirt, you know, I don't know who, I don't even know the names of these guys, but I'm sure you can. Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They're, They're... let me let me just bring up a few. I mean, we've got Crompton Cartwright. Here he goes. He's out. He's there. He's their point guard, right? He's on um, a roll. He's <laughs> he's on a roll. Don't stop him. Ronnie Matthews. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's former former singer, now turned professional. Um. Uh. Martinsburg Earth Popper basketball yeah. Yeah, player. Yeah. So, I mean, you know the the names go on. Uh. Nestor Northumberland. He's uh. They they brought him in from the UK. And boy, is he a sleeper! I tell yeah. you. So Good there's just you. there's really, I mean, it's, it's it's just awesome. It's a great team, and we're just so glad to have everybody on board. But anyway, Nick, what do we got going on uh, today? We've got so much to talk about, we do. and I think we have. Some awesome giveaways going on, right? We do, yeah. From, uh, of course, Pierce Unlimited. If you just leave us a review on Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, you know, uh, and like we say, 
actually listen to an episode, give us an honest review, and then uh, at the top of each month, you'll have a chance to win a prize package from our friends at Pierce Unlimited, who are also our sponsors for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit pierceunlimited.com. And Bruno, we got to talk about the fact that today, the day this episode airs, this is our first really big crossover with another podcast, because not only do we have Jav on here from Decent Takes, but I went on to Decent Takes to talk to those guys, you know, and it was... I can't wait. Oh, it was a blast. It was a banger, ha- dude. <laughs> we, we had so much fun, and I have, I, you know, I've always said, you know, when I see, like, on ESPN, and they do, like, those, you know, bits where it's, like, you know, there's a clock, you know, and you have to, you know, give your take before the clock runs out. I'm like, I don't, like, yeah. like what's the point of that? And then they put me on the clock, and I had so much fun. <laughs> like, give and take 60 actually- seconds. Job made me kill the entire Legend of Zelda franchise for some reason, <laughs> and it hurt my soul. I didn't make Start him do it. I didn't make him say. do it. But when you have a clock on, it changes things, it okay? <laughs> you get down the minute to win it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, Wait a minute to kill it. This has got to go. Yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so be on the lookout for that with the Decent Takes podcast. We'll have a link to that in our description. You can see my uh, my guest appearance on that show. So a lot a lot of QTB and Decent Takes content to take in. I'm all about it. Nice. Yeah, but, Bruno, we've got an action-packed lineup for you today. And, of course, a little bit later, we're going to be talking about this, this now the information coming out about a remake that was supposedly in the works at some point for The Last of Us, among some other games, as part of yeah. that, that, that what Sony Bend Studio. Um, and a lot a lot to dive into on that, because I think it, it's an interesting direction that Sony seems to be taking with their, their development tactics. And also, a little bit later, we're going to be talking about this new $700 Transformers toy that was just oh, revealed. Oh, I thought it was... I thought it was only $500. Now it's $700. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. 700 That's how much the price <laughs> went up in just, you know, the, the time it took us to get on the air, you know? It's like crypt- cryptocurrency. Really? They just like, yeah. they're like, there's too much interest in this. Raise the price, people. Yeah. Raise it. Yeah. yeah they, they, It'll they, be a they grand when too. we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt it with the way the, way the bots uh, scoop up those pre-orders these days. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, of course, we'll be talking a little bit more with uh, Job about the uh, Decent Takes podcast and what you can expect with that high-quality banter, I tell you. But uh, first of all, the big article for today in compliments of IGN, PlayStation Studios is hiring ahead of mobile. This is a job position, senior Mm. position that was just recently posted. So it sounds like they're very much in the early phase of trying to pivot to mobile, at least in some capacity. You know, this is something that like four or five years ago, if you had told me that, you know, in 2021, we would have Nintendo, we would have Sony, and in in a certain sense with with Game Pass on mobile, having Xbox in that arena, right? Like, it's a completely different world now for gaming, and that's awesome. But this is is definitely something I would not have expected from Sony. And so, yeah, what we found out was that uh, the senior position title, you know, that that has been posted, um, they're saying that they're going to be adapting some of the company's most popular franchises to mobile. Um, And in this, this job listing, that was shared. Uh, it's going to be based out of California, and it's going to, and this is a quote, promote the vision, mission, and strategy for the mobile game development within PlayStation Studios. So it really sounds like it's it's an entirely new venture for them from the ground up, yeah. and that makes sense because they really have not been in the mobile game space. Um, that they're going to say you will own and develop the mobile game strategy for PlayStation Studios, help build a foundation for future growth opportunities. Um, all that you know, job job position, bullet points, and all that kind of thing, right? You know, <laughs> be a marketing ninja. 
ninja and yeah. a and a and a uh, social media guru. Woo-hoo! Something something synergy, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> right, all the yeah. all the buzzwords um, uh, yes but it, it, they did specify that um you know besides expanding mobile game development for the job they require a focus on successfully adapting playstation's most popular franchises for mobile and boy that is an interesting conversation so that we, we see that there's going to be about a roadmap of about three to five years in order to start rolling out these games so bruno yeah. my question is are we finally going to experience a god of war endless runner I'm hoping so. I need something <laughs> while I'm pooping, right? Temple Run can only get me so far. And I got to tell you, yeah. isn't it ironic that all these runner games like like are mostly played on the toilet when you have the runs? Like, Ooh. I've got the run, so I'm going to do the run. Like, let's do this I, God of War run. Like, you might be the only person. I'm not person. sure that that tracks. I'm not sure that tracks. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, oh, it's, 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 it's interesting to me because, like, I, I – I, again, I never would have expected a move like this from Sony. So we know that, yeah. you know, Nintendo in the last, what, like like six or seven years, they, they finally made the jump into mobile gaming. And we thought for the longest time that was never, never going to happen because they're so never. protective of their IPs. But they're finally starting to kind of break down those barriers and be like, OK, you can make a movie and OK, you can make a mobile game. <laughs> um, and that's a, okay. right, that's how Pokemon Go happened. Right. Like they, they said yeah. to the Niantic that was a uh, part of Google, like, OK, you can you can make a game with our IP, but we're, we're watching. Yeah. We're watching. <laughs> you give us another Super Mario Brothers movie and oh, boy. <laughs> My gosh, if you give us another Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie, God help you, I swear. They ruined it for everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> true. Well, I, I think it was the, the so w- this is the, the, I, the thing is, you have to wonder at what point during the production from like the pitch of Super Mario to the actual implementation of the film itself that things just went south at one like I want a Netflix documentary. I don't want a Netflix documentary anymore or any more of this fire festival or we work or any of that stuff. I want it. No more crime junkies or anything like that. <laughs> we want the truth. Yeah. We want the truth. Did you get to see that movie, Jeff? No, I saw clips of it and I was like, no. That's good. No, yeah. not gonna happen. That's, you don't Yeah, that's what most people no. uh, most normal people <laughs> yeah. would do. It's not even like the fun kind of bad where it's like you can, you know, riff on it or something. It's like this is an, an embarrassment to just a boy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I can't I, believe we haven't let John Leguizamo live that down. That's what blows my mind. I don't think John, John Leguizamo let himself live that down. I don't, <laughs> no, yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's how. That's like that's that, that's how careers end. But no, that's you a, know, that's a forever stain. Yeah, on life. Not even on career, but on life. Like you have to go home and lay next to your wife and think about you you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> His kids, his kids are like, could you imagine every time you saw a Nintendo or Mario game, you'd be reminded of your, <laughs> you'd your be failures. reminded triggers of that, you. like of your failures. <laughs> every, the fact they just opened up a Nintendo world and you're just thinking like to yourself, if my kids want to go here, I'm screwed. Like I'm screwed. Oh, I'm literally sure. screwed. <laughs> I'm never taking my kids there. I'm never, I'm going to act like it doesn't even exist. Yep. Wow. Super We're cool. going to Disney world. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But yeah, you know, a lot of these games, looking at all the free-to-play models that Nintendo has come out with, they've had a lot of success. So obviously they're going to keep that train rolling, right? Mario Kart Tour 
made $75 million in the first 90 days. Jeez. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. And Not this bad. is why when people are like, oh, where, where's the content for Animal Crossing New Horizons? Uh, it's in Animal Crossing Pocket Camp <laughs> because they've made over $150 million in sales lifetime of and course. can continue to milk that gotcha style of gameplay. Um, of course, Pokemon Go, do I even need to say that? Like, we're, we're talking billions. Oh, I mean, over yeah, $4 billion in revenue. Um, at least yeah. as of 2020, and they stepped their game up because with the pandemic, they added all those like features where you could play from home. Um, you know, after all mm. those years of being like, we want you to go out and experience the world, and they're like, okay, don't, <laughs> please don't, don't do it, please don't catch the world is a nasty, nasty place. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. Just coughing everywhere. Got, that's why we play video games, right? To escape exactly. the world. We want to go out into the world. We play games about being in the world in order to not be in the world. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I just drive around in Grand Theft Auto just for fun, right? right go right, grab right. milk from the grocery store. <laughs> that's it's really bad that I know the entire GTA map better than I know like my you know the the Portland area. I have no clue what's in my backyard, but yeah. like I can get you from point A to point B in GTA like that, boy. No GPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Dude. Oh no, you're you're good. You're good. This I mean this, this show is just nothing but tangents. That's just how we operate, right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, I get through a few bullet points and then we talk about something. That's how that's how we right? do yep. things. That's. <laughs> That's that's part of that's part of the the magic that is the QTB podcast because I'm I'm like a a marlin and Nick's got to reel me in you know he's like oh got me a big one yeah. you know so <laughs> every every now and then he just he just amazes me with how he's like and we're gonna reel him back in because yeah. you know we talking about so Sony at some point I think that, I think that was the article yeah but without you know. Nick this show would turn into decent takes. <laughs> <laughs> good to know good to know that's the alternate timeline oh man but uh yeah so i mean here's the thing though and this is where i get concerned about sony is that when you look at the way so the first thing that nintendo tried to do before they went into true free-to-play is they released super mario run and it was kind yeah. of like a mario you know runner game where it was like a one tap gameplay tap to jump and that's it mario is always running mm -hmm. and they gave you like a free demo you could play a couple levels and then out of nowhere it's like oh hey pay the full price which at the time i think was like 10 bucks and you would get full access to the game now most most free to play games are just smartphone games they did they were never going to do something like that and i think as a result right, yeah. of that a lot of people like myself that may have stuck with the game longer term um, simply just dropped it right at that point. And so they, and, and Nintendo has come out and said, hey, this game was a failure. So I, I think that Nintendo's pivot that rapidly is going to be the bellwether for any other, you know, major company like Sony to get in the market, that they're going to go straight for that, that free-to-play style. And of course, I have to say that's a concern for me. Um, because now, mm. you know, you're looking at, yeah, they're bringing over all of these, these games that you recognize, but now you're going to get into all of the, the usual problems, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, we're bringing out Street Fighter, which is going to happen. Like they're they're going to bring yeah. Street Fighter in. Uh, yeah, they have to. I want to. that yeah. so bad. Like I really that's the one thing I I miss from like the Xbox like, you know, library of games really. I think the last one they have available on there is like the Xbox 360 title Street Fighter 4. They had that one and the one that was, uh, yeah. was it uh Marvel versus Capcom. I guess you don't, you don't call that a Street yeah. Fighter game, but there was there was characters, yeah. right? Yeah, that it, was but, that that's on there. Yeah. But Yeah, but you're right. How how do we like th that's the thing that's r always been the Achilles heel of of mobile games is the fact that they don't know how to monetize them properly yeah. or get over the fact that like maybe you can go down the Angry Birds route and just release it for 99 cents or a dollar 99 and 
you know, rake in the money because I mean, honestly, that's how they did it for the longest time. It was just like, yeah, here, here's uh angry birds light. Mm-hmm. You can play a couple level levels with this, or you can download the full version after you pay, you know, 99 cents or a dollar 99. And uh, angry birds was one of the most played mobile games for the longest time. It probably still ranks in the top yeah. five at least. So I, you know, I can't imagine that, you know, there's other ways than just like, well, we're going to make it free to play and then just throw in ads or yeah. make, you know, a paywall every yeah. time you get to a certain level. That would suck. And we'll be talking about yeah. this later, but Sony's focus has been on big AAA games, right? You know, and yeah. so it's, it's a weird pivot. And I guess my, my question for you, Jav, is, you know, are, do you think there are any big PlayStation exclusive IPs that would make like a good transition into mobile gaming? No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I mean, the thing is, like, if. If we have Street Fighter on mobile, I'm obviously going to download it. In fact, I'd probably even pay for it just because if there's a multiplayer and you imagine like sitting in a room with your friends and you're like, let's just jump on Street Fighter rather than booting up the PS5, we can just play on our phones. Like that's a big win. But my fear is that if it's free to play, they may not put in the same amount of work that they would have if they were going to make more money off of it. Or it's going to be like round one brought to you by Squarespace. (laughs) (laughs) And like, <laughs> watch this ad. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess both sides kind of suck. Like, I don't want to pay ten bucks for it on my phone, but I also don't want to deal with ads or a very watered down game. For sure, if that makes sense. Yeah, Spider Man could be dope on mobile though. I think they need to do something more in terms of like cross play when it comes to these types of games, where maybe there's there's an alternative incentive for buying a mobile game that. You know, maybe you get a free, you know, let, let's say uh, Street Fighter comes out, you know, on mobile and they're like, you know, here's the mobile game. Uh, it's, you know, five dollars to to buy or whatever. But if you buy it, you also get like a couple exclusive skins for the PlayStation 5, you know, version of the game that's that's coming out. Or maybe it's a, an exclusive car for like Gran Turismo. You know, these types of things would be would be an e- would be an easy incentive for someone to jump over and be like, okay, yeah, like I was already considering buying the game on mobile anyway, or I, you know, I was interested mm-hmm. in playing it. You know, now that I'm going to get something else for like the 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 big game, if you want to call it that, uh, you know, it, it holds a little more value. So there's other ways they can get people on board with it. But how are you going to make something like this, you know? not only fun, but at the same time, not drag people through the mud with ads or, you know, some certain paywalls or that timing thing that they always do. Like you've got to wait another. Oh, energy systems are the worst. worst. (laughs) Yeah. I deal with that on candy crush. Don't judge me. (laughs) Right. Judgment free zone. You do you. So what if they did a subscription model on mobile? So kind of like PS Plus or Game Pass, but it was mm. just a mobile thing where you pay, what, four ninety nine a month? Okay. And you get all the exclusives yeah. and you can play them all. That that's be, the only other way I could think of. They would have to come out with a nice library of yeah. mobile games to start with, which would be pretty they amazing. Would. It would definitely be something that no other system has really done before. Like Nintendo didn't really do that. They yeah. kind of tested the waters a little bit. So for them to go... Like all of their eggs in that basket would be a huge, huge risk yeah. for for PlayStation. But they need a huge, huge win right now. I mean, they're not yeah. 
they're not circulating in the market at all. Nobody's exactly. talking about anything other than getting scalped on a PS5. So yeah. <laughs> Sony that's needs something. And yeah, that's that's very true. And and you know, for longtime listeners of our show, you'll know that while we like to give you know Xbox Game Pass its praise and whatnot, it's not that we want to see PlayStation fail in any in any way. We want it to succeed because, like I said, for the longest time, the PlayStation you know series of of consoles was my go to. You know, PS2, mm-hmm. PS, um, you know, uh, PS1 were so impactful in my life. And then you know, when Xbox 360 came out, I kind of splitted ways. I still got a PS3, still got a PS4, but now we're into this next gen, and I know how hard it is to get a PS5, and I know that the exclusive games that they've announced haven't aren't, haven't really you know materialized and aren't. For like maybe the next year. Yeah. So what's the need in you know even getting one? I don't even have an Xbox Series X. So as an Xbox fanboy, I'm not even on board with the next gen console. Like, of course, I'm not going to be on board with with PlayStation. So you're yeah. right. I want some of those older games. I think that would bring me uh bring me back definitely. Or if they went down the 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 route of more exclusive third party title games like if they got exclusivity for Grand Theft Auto again game mm, over that, like yeah, i mean yeah. that that would be a huge huge win for them the street fighter series itself being you know we were talking about that before but that being an exclusive to PlayStation mm-hmm. is a is a huge blow to yeah. um you know to xbox so and them yeah. them buying evo right like that's such a, a oh a, yeah a, a sign and this you know now they're moving into mobile sony's trying to pivot here like they're trying to get with the times and understand that that uh microsoft is attacking them on a lot of different fronts and they can't they can't just get there with here's our big triple a games here's our exclusive yeah. like, they've got to diversify their portfolio and fast um you know i so when you talk about a subscription style service their job you know google does that they have like a google arcade yeah. like subscription i mm-hmm. think it is i've never i've never tried it but it's, it's like a game pass style thing where you pay a certain amount per month and there's this huge library of games that you can just download for free and it rotates and that kind of thing so i mean it's yeah. not unheard of um i just i, I really wonder if you know, the amount of content that you would see in these games on day one would be enough to warrant it. But I think you're right. That's the only way that I would hop into these things because I don't care how good a game is. The moment that you hit me with um, time walls or paywalls just to continue playing a game, you're never going to get another penny from me. It's just not going to happen. I think that if Sony were to pursue a subscription model, um, unlike, you know, Google's gaming thing, Google isn't really known for their for their games. So most people probably have yeah. never even heard of this arcade. I, I haven't until this very moment. And so if Sony was going to go, okay, so <laughs> if you have PS Plus, you also get a 30-day trial to our new mobile thing. Yeah. And then, boom, hey. drop a subscription. Yeah. Even if it has like 10 games for 5 bucks a month, yep. I think that people could rock with it. I mean, you could even do a, a bundle package, right? Like you could say you could have PS, uh, PS Plus and or uh, what's yep. the other yeah. one? Mm-hmm. Is it it's PS Now? Is that what it is? Yeah, so you could have like, you know, yeah, you let's say, you know, if you they're going to rebrand PS Now and have PS Now have a, a a mobile version along with the the actual console version. I mean, that'd be similar yeah. to the Game Pass, right? And then all you got to do is start feeding in some of those old titles, like don't neglect the old titles and feel like you've just got to put out new content because honestly, 
you throw in some Jedi power battles in there or something like that, I would be all over that. Even classic, like, PS2 games or PS1 games. I mean, all, all the old Crash Bandicoot games you could put on there. Spyro. I mean, come on. These types of games and IPs um, that Sony has in their back catalog definitely need to be brought to to uh, modern consoles again because we loved them. And, and then if they want to drop an absolute bomb on the game, they need to go acquire the rights to Flappy Bird and bring it back exclusive <laughs> on the Sony mobile app. <laughs> like we, Mike we, drop. We joke, but like you're right. Like that would make headlines. <laughs> they could really it bring back. it back. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember that. That was the. That was so crazy. It's so crazy how things like float in and out of the the just mm-hmm. pop culture sphere of what is popular at a moment, and that and all the like subsequent like knockoffs of that game. You know, because it it really wasn't no. anything new. I mean, it wasn't anything it was that we haven't played before with like a helicopter <laughs> going through. Yeah, there you go. Pretty much. Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> I actually <laughs> talked about this on on decent takes, but um, on my phone, I'm like reluctant to upgrade my phone because I still have the original Flappy Bird installed on it. Right, it got pulled from the store. The developer was yeah. like, he didn't want, he he didn't like how people were were obsessing over it, and he's like, I'm done. And so you that's what I'm, well, it. people tried to. And so, yeah, like if I uninstall Flappy Bird, like it's gone, but I can still play it. Like it, it's still fully functional. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to upgrade. You can't, my you can't upgrade. You're stuck. Stuck forever. So but <laughs> yep. now let me, let me, let me yep. throw something in here, Job, because we were talking about okay. the PSP and the PS Vita, you know, on, on mm-hmm. decent takes as well. And I, I know that one of the cooler features of the PS Vita was that you could connect it to, I think it was the PS4. Um, or the PS3, whatever, whatever gem was out at that point. And sure. there were certain games that you could use the Vita as a controller with the the Vita as a heads-up display. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's interesting that this news comes out right Ooh. at the same time that we knew that the PSP and the Vita were shuttering their online stores. How mm-hmm. amazing would it be if they made this just E3 bombshell announcement that they were bringing back the PSP and Vita libraries onto mobile and then you, know, you can buy a like banger. a peripheral or peripheral or something to play those games. I would be Ooh. all in. That would be that's a winner Nick right there. Back in with Sony. That'd get him out of Absolutely the mud, right? Absolutely, it would. <laughs> like that'd get him unstuck from this situation, you know? Because we see these types of things of like, you know, well, you know, they're pulling it from the, you know, they're pulling the PS3 store and they're pulling these things. And as gamers, we just see this and we see the death of mm-hmm. uh, of a game, and that's never fun regardless of what aisle you stand on in terms of your your you know console preference you you know same thing with Nintendo pulling um the 35th anniversary of of Mario like it's it, it seem it's sad and it's weird uh, yeah. weird you're just like this is weird like it's it's why is this happening so you know to pull something like that and then to give it back to the community would be a huge win for PlayStation. And I think they would get a bunch of people back on board uh, with that. Not just you, but myself included. I would be like, okay, I can see the value of something like this now if I've got a back catalog of games that I can, you know, have access to. I mean, because that's yeah. the sell of Xbox yeah. Game Pass, right? Like, that's why it's so awesome. I go, I you know, just hop on there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try out Madden this time or I'm going to try out NBA 2K1 and... You know, see what that's about. I haven't bought 
uh, I've never bought one of those games in my entire life and never <laughs> planned on ever buying one of them again. So the fact that it was free was like, for me, I'm like, okay, this is, this is a win. I can try it out, have fun for a little bit. And then, you know, yeah, uninstall absolutely. when now, I'm done. <laughs> one thing I did like a little bit more from PlayStation was the ability to stream a game rather than having to download it. Granted, the connection sometimes sucks or mm-hmm. whatever, but that is something that Sony definitely had going yeah. for them with this new this new generation. And that's one interesting thing about the Xbox Game Pass, too, is that if you have it on mobile, you can honestly try games on mobile because they that, that's the, yeah, okay, the xCloud yeah. is the same thing, right? Like you can stream games from your phone, so you're not mm-hmm. actually downloading them. So it's honestly quicker sometimes to hop on your phone and try out a game instead of downloading the full thing on uh, on you know your console yeah. to get it's a handy feature. It's it. just the, for both PS Now and and to a lesser extent, I think Xbox Game Pass on mobile. The problem is still the input latency. I think they have to figure out how to get the data centers closer. Uh, and more localized to get that ping down because you know when when you're playing any kind of, of game that requires uh, aiming, just aiming, um, you know, and, yeah, and you're, you're looking at like a, a hundred millisecond yeah. delay between you inputting a command and it happening on screen, man, it's it's an immersion breaker, and it's it, it makes it something mm-hmm. that is more of a novelty of like you said, I'm going to try a game rather than like this is how I'm going to continue to come back and play a game time and time again. Sure. But yeah, but if well, they could get that together and then stream all their mobile library in one app so a ps now mobile whatever yeah launch all their games in there and you can play all them from that app that's not destroying all the space on your phone i mean that would be so addicting to somebody and you think about how loyal you know the the sony uh fan base is the people that you know it will follow sony to wherever they go nothing wrong with that um i think that would be a huge huge hype mode for them like i said it Boy, take some notes, Sony. Like if you if you came out last second with, with all what everything we just said at E three, like you're you're back yeah. in the you're back in the spotlight for a long time. So oh, first number one, we'll take our consulting fee later. We'll take that later. Thing. We'll give out you can so just, many. You can freebies, just mail it. You know, we'll we'll, we'll take a free transformer. Yep. <laughs> that's true. And at the price tag, we'll be talking about. Yeah, that's uh, that's yep. the only way I'm going to be getting one. So we'll be talking about that and some other stories right after this. It is 3.57 p.m. And I, you afternoon warriors, we thank you for listening and tuning in to QTB, the Quit the Build talk show, uh, Quit the Build podcast, Quit the Build, Quit the Build. I was just going to call it, you know, all those things. We're just going to say it until it sinks into your mind. QTB, QTB, like that. Anyway, Nick, what do we got going on? Uh, we used to, you mentioned something about Transformers and being really expensive, and then that kind of got me sad because I realized I wasn't going to be able to buy it, but it sounded cool. What well, was it? Yeah, so it was a, a this new toy that got released, and it, it's a $700 toy that, you know, it's it's very state-of-the-art. There was just a, a reveal kind of trailer for it, previewing what it's going to look like, um, and it's, it's from Hasbro. Of course, they have the license for uh, Transformers, partnering with RoboSen Robotics, um, and they are a company specializing wow. in, in programmable robots. Um, that they're, they're basically making this fully operational transformer that will actually transform from a vehicle into you know a full bipedal walking transformer. This thing is very big scale wise. Um, it, it, it's probably like a couple feet, a couple feet tall. Um, and yeah, the price tag on this is a ridiculous wow. seven hundred dollars. <laughs> um, 
this article is from Polygon. So yeah, this was um, revealed during the uh, Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest. Um, it will be capable of, uh, again, transforming on its own with the press of a button. Comes with some other features. It's going to be like a, you know, one of those smartphone apps you can use to talk and it'll, you know, convert your voice into, into Optimus Primes through the robot. Um, that's actually kind I mean, of what? <laughs> it's cool, but like, you can get that like voice really changers cool. <laughs> like that for like dirt cheap. But but do your voice changers walk around your house? I don't think so. Well, no, that's true. <laughs> they don't. But I mean, sometimes you can just turn on the voice changer and be like, "I'm Megatron, <laughs> leader of the Decepticons." That was a good one. And then you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're yeah. a transformer in there. So don't ask me to do Optimus Prime. He's got less of a. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So the, the the full breakdown of features on this thing, um, yeah, comprehensive set of functions, automatical, uh, automatical, yeah, that's a word, yeah, automatical um, boys from the, yeah, it is, and, and it will it will walk yeah, around boy. in robot form, which I don't know if you've seen the video for this thing, but it's kind of goofy looking, um, and also. <laughs> Um, some robot control and commands. At one point during the video, it was doing like push-ups, and I'm like, hey, "What? Getting those games? Oh, <laughs> Let's yeah. go! That, <laughs> that was my right? that was my favorite part of uh, Transformers when burpees. Optimus Prime just started doing some reps. You know? Yeah, when he went to Planet Fitness. Yeah, I remember getting that. Getting swole. Yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> when he went to Planet Fitness. <laughs> When he started a uh, crossover yeah. promotion with the Peloton. Can you imagine Optimus Prime on a Peloton? <laughs> it would be funnier if he turned into a Peloton. There we go. Like... That's it right there. Uh, introducing the modern technology of Transformers and Peloton. <laughs> Not only when you're done the Peloton, you can have a personal trainer who will make you feel just as bad. Now, Job, I have to ask you because yep. I know that you, we, we talked about in the pre-show that you're you're a fan of, of Transformers. So my, my question is, with a price tag like that, do you think that their slogan should be more than meets your wallet? Absolutely. Get a second mortgage on your house and get this transformer because it's worth it. It means more than daycare. It means more um, than food. Priorities, people. Who needs right? to feed those kids? Like, get the transformer. It'll be worth something. It's the yeah. obvious kids, choice. Listen, we're gonna have bread sandwiches what, what, and um, what's a bread sandwich? And ice chips for the for a month. Will you please explain a bread sandwich? <laughs> what? You never had a bread sandwich? I have, but I want the, I want the listeners to know what a bread sandwich Jeff's is. Never had a bread sandwich. Ooh. That's rough. I've been on I've been on the ramen lifestyle. Oh man! You know, you see price tags like this, and I get it. We talked about this before that you know the the kind of millennial era and before a little bit before and after of of, of toys mm -hmm. and things we grew up with. Like we're reaching a point now where not only are they making movies about our, our the stuff we grew up with and and creating merchandise that caters to us, but they're going high end too. Of like, hey, you know, you can have this really cool thing. We're gonna go all out on it. But it's going to cost you, and it's obviously being marketed not towards kids, but just loaded parents that they see that and they want. And 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 here's the ploy. Absolutely. Here's the ploy, right? Loaded you're gonna parents. as as a, as a, as a dad, kid. you're gonna frame this as or a mom. You know, if you're into Transformers, you say, okay, we're we're gonna get this for the kids. Little Timmy is gonna love this Optimus <laughs> yeah. Prime. It's worth the money. He's gonna be Tim's playing gonna with this it. thing so much. You're gonna get it out. You're gonna play yep. with it one time, and here's here's how that here's how why it's never gonna work out. This thing has 22 functioning servo motors. It's like when people buy That's a nightmare. Pin, yeah, like when people buy pinball machines, right? It sounds like such a cool idea. Like I have a working pinball machine in my home, mm -hmm. and then one thing goes wrong with it. One rubber band snaps. One wire, you know, goes goes haywire. 
And now like you're looking at like crazy repairs that maybe you can't even get done because there's all these moving pieces and parts. And like, there's just no way this thing is going to survive like one or two falls. Um, again, the way that Optimus prime walks, it looks like one of those wind-up toys, you know, with the little, oh, yeah, the little yeah, like, yeah, flat yeah, yeah, feet. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you this Optimus Prime has fallen over. We're going to call him Optimus Supine. <laughs> I'll well, be here all night, folks. Well, that's how you know it's not made for kids. Because if you know it's it's going to break, it's not made. Nothing that can break is made for kids because kids can break almost anything. So when yeah. they put in those 20 motors, right? they're like, oh, like, this is for the dad that's going to have it in his room and pretend it's for his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, they should just market it that way and just have the dads playing with it with like, you know, the kid coming in and being like, Dad, can I play with it? And they're just like, no, get out of here, son. This is uh, this is uh, daddy's toy. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't tell your mom. Don't tell your Go mom. Go play with your little action figure. Yeah. <laughs> Go get your little one. This is yeah. not for you. This is, this is for adults. I know it looks like a toy, but it's not. <laughs> okay. You're ready to have that conversation. Definitely. <laughs> now... Now, Jav, here's my question for you. What was the most expensive, like, collector's, like, item like that that you ever purchased? I, you know, I don't really spend money on anything, so... Smart man. Smart man. <laughs> like, I, I hustled as a kid, man. Like, I had the Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. arm thing where you put... Nice! Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, play, yeah. I played a kid nice. for it. I played him. Um, what? Weird enough, I played him in Pokemon to get his Yu-Gi-Oh! thing and then started <laughs> playing the other kids in Yu-Gi-Oh! And then his yeah. mom was like you stole that from my kid i'm like nah your kid sucks get him better cards and maybe he'll get it back <laughs> he kept she activating my trap cards like what do you want that's you know it's that that's life man no. Yu-Gi-Oh was like the pogs of like the next generation after right like oh, yeah. of like you're playing for keeps like it's serious stuff it like pokemon cards were like the gateway but then Yu-Gi-Oh was where things got hardcore yep i could always tell those kids that played Yu-Gi-Oh um in like in school too um because they would usually like they had this certain walk to them and it was a walk of determination like they were about to walk into battle no one else knew that they were walking into battle yeah but they did oh yeah and it was like an anime when you're just like watching you're just like but you're one of the normal bystanders in the background that has yeah. no clues not one of the main characters you're just the npc and you're like something's about to happen i don't know but it looks big <laughs> They go to the they go to the cafeteria table, sit down, and just like, and it's the most intense thing that's ever going to happen. It is right then and there in that little square, and you're just like, I wish I knew what was going on. Well, mainly because there's there's little to no banter beforehand. It's just like you sit down and you start. Like once we're in the game, right? you are no yeah. longer a human to me. You are my enemy. <laughs> And you shall go down. It's almost like boxing, you know, when they like come out, they've got like the hood yeah. on and they're just like getting in the zone. Like, here we go. Here we go. You're the champ. You're the champ. Yeah. <laughs> Heart of the cards, Walking baby. You got yeah. the hype man behind you. You got the, you got the deck. You got this deck. You got it. That reminds me of like the, like the one week. And I literally mean one week that I got into competitive magic, the gathering at a local hobby shop mm -hmm. because you know, they had like the Friday night magic thing that they do a lot at a lot of, of these places. And, you know, I, I came with like my starter deck and a couple booster, you know, I, I, it was it was a terrible deck, but I just wanted to come and have fun and meet friends and just like play magic. But the way that it's formatted is like you're matched up against people and you play out your games and there's a winner and there's a loser. And these people were not there to have fun. Oh, no, not were, at all. 
They were not there to enjoy themselves. Like it was nope. serious business. So literally, I I remember I played. There's like 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 three or four matches you would play over the course of the day, mm-hmm. um, and I got trounced on my second round. <laughs> And it wasn't even to be like about being a sore loser. Like I just recognized really early on what was happening, and I'm like, you know what? I'm out. Like I, I walked out. I lost <laughs> wait, that wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. I left. Is this yeah. before or after you lost? Because oh, it was after. Because if lost. you you walking out doesn't count if you lost. You lost. You had to leave. They're like, sir, you need to go. Like, I want a rematch. I want a rematch. And they're like, no, you have to go, well, sir. You have to go, sir. This is a Wendy's. Um, <laughs> But no, no, like there was two more matches left to play, so like I, I was supposed to stick around and play oh, them. Okay, but I'm just like okay. I'm out. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not having any fun. Even if I was winning the games, like that, this is not for me. Yeah, but man, it's um, yeah, you're, you're right though. It is, you know, it's just crazy when when people want to sink that kind of money. And you're right, like Yu Gi Oh, mm-hmm. Magic, that kind of thing. Like those hobbies get so expensive so fast that it's just like. You know, before you know it, you're spending crazy money, and I just, I could, I, I could never be a big enough fan of something that I would buy a seven hundred dollar collectible. Now I say that yeah. with an amiibo collection that's probably worth more, <laughs> <laughs> but I buy it, and it's an installment plan. I get, I get the Mario, I get the Samus, yeah, I get yeah, the yeah. Pikachu, and it, you know. <laughs> See, if I didn't spend all my money on instruments, I would have cool stuff. But all I have yeah. is instruments. <laughs> instruments yeah. are so expensive. Like I, so you know, you know, because the longest time I, I lived in an apartment, mm-hmm. I couldn't have like you know a real drum set. We finally, you know, bought our own house and you know moved in and whatnot. And, and I'm like, okay, I want to get like a drum set again. And so I'm, I'm, I'm having to explain to her like how symbols are made and i'm like listen it takes 30 days to make one symbol yeah like they're it's melted down and hand lathed and cut like that's why they're 300 prepping her for, for the one cost symbol. prepping her for the you cost. know like yeah prepping her for the cost like because it's true and then she, you know i always tell her i'm like listen drums by far are one of the most expensive instruments mm-hmm. you can you can be a part of like you nick's a keyboard player and you play guitar right yep. so what What's the most expensive instrument that like you have? Like, what's the most expensive one that you bought? I have a three-four size Taylor acoustic electric Ecoa, um, and that ran me I think twelve hundred bucks. There you go, right? Rough. Nick, what about you? What was your <laughs> what was your what was your keyboard? Um, this one over here next to me was free. That was from uh, from my in laws. <laughs> Uh, the one, the keyboard no. upstairs was a graduation present, like 10 years, like, well, even more than that, like a high school graduation present. Um, uh, so, uh, zero dollars, Bob. <laughs> the price $0. is wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so, Meanwhile, I've got like $500 hi-hats over there, $300 pedal. All yeah. the, uh, heads on the drum cost me like, you know, I think it was like a hundred dollars or something like that. $120 for all the heads. 15 yeah. stands. 15K. Then you got to buy the stands. Yeah. So all we need You're is like, a uh, a bassist, right? We got thing. a band, right? Yes, I have a, I have a bass. This. I'm ready. I'm just really bad at it. <laughs> Can you play both at the same time? Oh yeah, guitar and bass. I play bass with my feet. Yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. See, well, right, that right there is our selling point. Oh yeah. We'll call. We'll just be like feet bass. <laughs> and... That'd be the band name. <laughs> Foot bass. That'd be the band bass. name. Feet bass. Feet bass. Because I mean. You're already interested. You're already oh, you're already intrigued, and you're like, wait a minute, does he play the bass with his feet? And then you get, dive in a little deeper, and you realize he does. Can you yeah. imagine? This just that? became oh. like no. <laughs> Somebody that's, having that's, that no, type of not. dexterity on their toes, like to be able to. Yeah. Oh, we, dude. 
Yeah. You're, you're really bringing the stank. For you real. Know? You bring, you know, they <laughs> the absolute <laughs> stank. You're bringing the stink with the funk. You're like, oh, this is stanky. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Somebody comes Man. over and like, can I play your bass? And I'm like, mm. Yeah. Well, much like the Optimus Prime toy, that is very much a novelty act. So. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's just, it's crazy that, uh, like I said, 700 bucks. Like, like, yeah, you could buy, like, a really nice musical instrument. You could buy a PS5, probably even at scalping prices yeah. these days. You could <laughs> buy an Xbox right. Series X. Like, I, I just, I could never imagine uh, having the the kind of disposable income where I'm like, that is the thing for me. But I mean, look, the pre-orders are up. They obviously, you know, run the numbers on this kind of stuff. They know what their what their fan base is like, and mm-hmm. people will pay just absurd amounts of money. Now, I will say, I will say, if it was a Megazord from Power Rangers, oh man, or like Game a Voltron over. situation, Nick might be Nick might be, you know, <laughs> getting uh, some credit inquiries. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I that was the most like difficult, and it's 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 so great that it happened during a time in my life when I was absolute like you know broke, <laughs> like like didn't have a pot to piss in, broke. Right, like, yeah. that's that's yeah. how broke I was. Because do you remember the legacy stuff that they came out with like a few? Uh, it was a few years ago. No, they came out with like they came out with the I have I, the only thing I got was the morpher. I got uh, the Green Ranger, White Ranger morpher, oh, okay. but they re-released all of the like all of our toys from the 90s like the morpher the gun they had like the megazord all that stuff and it was like the legacy collection that's right yeah you know new and improved from um you know uh i don't know who actually created the well the toys it might have been hasbro so well that's why it got re-released is that hasbro bought um power rangers Uh, yeah 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 Yeah, there you go yeah and so they're like of course like hasbro's all about you know that's why they did it that's the toys um yeah they're just let's re-release everything and just you know like i said they're they're not just targeting kids anymore they're going after the people with the money (laughs) right (laughs) who who make the the purchases so (laughs) it is obviously working well Crazy stuff, but we got another uh, article to dive into here, and that is about the the, this, the supposed Last of Us remake that kind of got canned. This article compliments a Bloomberg. Um, you know, there was a, a small team that had big ambitions for the Last of Us remake by the article, um, but Sony ended up kind of saying, you know what, we're going to give this to our own people. Um, and this is this is kind of telling. You know, we were talking before with with Sony. Um, and and them moving into mobile like that that very much runs counter to their PS5 strategy and even PS4 yeah. strategy I think yeah. of of they make the AAA blockbuster games that you cannot miss make them exclusive and that's how you bring people into the fold. Um, but so we know of course The Last of Us I think it was made, made back in like 2013. Has it been eight years? Wow, that yeah. is crazy town. Wow, time. 2013. Yeah, so yeah, but they 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 of course had the Last of Us two recently, and supposedly, you know, they had a smaller studio that was working on a remake of The Last of Us that ended up getting kind of taken away from them at the last second. Um, so Sony Bend, there's also an article in this about how Days Gone two um, essentially got canned. Like they they tried mm, to pitch yeah. it. And and that's a shame. I know I haven't played Days Gone, but I've seen a lot of people still streaming that game to this day. It's a really popular title. I always see the same clips of it, though. You know what I mean? It's always like the oh. guy running away from like a horde of zombies. It's always the same. Like it's like the E3 footage. I always <laughs> see that bit just like right. in different like different people playing that scene. So to me, like 
I never saw anything more than just that. So I don't know that there's actually anything left to the game. I just, I believe that you just jump in and you're just right there running away from all that. And then it just ends. Like <laughs> that's all I've ever seen of the game. Complete so. walk through 10 minutes. <laughs> right. And well, you're done. You're yeah. Done. Like in those narrative heavy games, that's kind of what it comes down to in clips, right? Like, you know, even if it's an open world experience, if the open world content isn't like dynamic enough, then most people are going to be highlighting the same like big scenes and mm-hmm. the, the, like the, oh my God moments and twists from when the story takes turns or something cool happens like a horde of zombies. Um, yeah. but you know, yeah, apparently days gone Two just didn't happen, but, um, that, that's part of the bigger story. So Bloomberg put out this report about how a lot of Sony's smaller studios that 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 produce games for them or rather develop games for them have been kind of expressing their dissatisfaction because it seems like a lot of the the games that they're working on get passed on to bigger uh, bigger studios rather than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Last of Us remake mm-hmm. and it was initially codenamed T1X um, Ooh, started by a, guy like a named, Terminator. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that's what they're going to call the T one thousand. That was this was before the T one thousand, the T one X. T one X, yeah, T one X boys. <laughs> but yeah, one of the guys that was uh, working for that that project, the founder of a visual arts service um, that had, you know, they had to help uh, make uh, PlayStation games. It was initially it was this this thirty strong uh, group, according to the article. And they had a lot of game ideas that kind of came and went, like, uh, you know, uh, remaking an an Uncharted game, which I'm surprised hasn't happened yet. Um, And eventually they landed on uh, The Last of Us and they said, "Okay, well, let's let's remake it. But Sony wouldn't like give them any agency. They're like, "Okay, well, you can work on it, but like we're not going to give you any extra budget. We're not going to give you any kind of access to like publicity. It's going to be a secret project under wraps, just your team. But then once they decided that the project was too expensive, okay, and they couldn't meet budget demands, they just moved um, a bigger studio in to kind of take it away from them. Um, And so ultimately the remake became a Naughty Dog project, a much bigger studio um, than this team that, that Mumbauer had put together initially to make the game. And that's a lot of information to take in, but the, the, the main takeaway that you have to get from that is it seems like smaller studios are really struggling to make games for the PlayStation in the PS5 era. So Bruno, essentially the last of them working on The Last of Us became the last of everyone else after they were last seen. That's that's the last time I'm going to try and diagram that sentence because there's yeah. no way I'd get through it. <laughs> Go to the board and diagram that. Do you remember that? Like Venn diagrams. <laughs> I was just so so afraid. All the last. Like, Go to the yeah. board and diagram this. No, I don't want to create the rocket ship <laughs> with things and the little. Th- I can't do it. <laughs> but I will say this. Um, I mean, this. It's it's always sad when we run into this era where games aren't being made or we're not seeing something because of because of something like money. And this is the this is the path that you kind of go down when you you say i'm going to make a hyper realistic game or a game that has you know a lot of textures and a lot of um detail to it because 
something like this wouldn't happen to like Rocket League mm-hmm. or Fortnite. You know, the the scaling for this is fairly simple. So there's something to be said for simplicity. And as we move into the next generation of games and people are so obsessed with like, oh, the graphics have got to be amazing. Like that's something that we need to remember is that a lot of these teams that are working on this, like the No Man's Sky team, you know, for the longest time was like, you know, like like 15 people or something, you know, that's a huge endeavor to put a triple A title on the shoulders of 15 people whose previous game was a mobile, a mobile game at that, you know? So when you've got these companies and you're, you're putting all of this like weight on their shoulders, of course, they're not going to be able to deliver a prod, you know, a project like, you know, that's why we're, you know, the, while Days Gone is, is, you know, was a interesting IP iteration. It just wasn't executed in a way that drew a lot of marketing attention or, and maybe that's on the fault of Sony for not promoting it as much. Or, you know, I, I, like I said, I got the E3 bit and then that was about the last thing I ever heard of, of Days Gone. So when these things happen, you know, you feel for the studios, but you also have to wonder, like, when the studio is already struggling to begin with, cutting their budget's not going to help. <laughs> like, you know, this isn't going to help them succeed when you take money away from them. Yeah. My thought is that, I mean, it's a typical matrix of business, right? The yeah. The small guy makes something and the big guy says, well, I didn't make that, so it can't be good enough. So when these smaller studios start creating something and they don't have the support and backup of the people who hired them, essentially, you know, bought them, um, it's going to destroy the project because it's not as simple to just take it and shift it over to the bigger company. Like they don't know what they've been working on. They don't know the little nuance piece that they put together. And that's why sometimes you see a shift in some of the games that you play, like halfway through, you'll go, Mm. this game seems kind of different now. And it's probably because it started off in a small studio and then the big studio took it over and they're missing the little nuance pieces because they're not going to bring the small studio into the big studio to continue working on it. They're going to go, oh, thank you, honey. Um, We'll take it from here. (laughs) Yeah, It's like, why did you even hire us in the first place? (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, this is the thing that kind of sucks with that is that Sony bought out the Ben studio. Mm -hmm. So they were, uh, they were their, they were their own studio before that. And then Sony comes in, buys them out. So that's the kind of conundrum you're in where they they've come in, they've swooped in, they've, they've, you know, bought your studio and now they're not, you know, they're not going to fund you anymore. They're not going to, they're saying no on whatever you're bringing to the table is like a huge thing. It's like, well, now you're setting us up to fail. Now what do we do? Like, you know, do Mm we, if that was our plan to have this kind of roadmap and then for it to be, you know, thrown up in the air like that is can be devastating for a studio. So hopefully they they bounce back. Right. Like that's the main thing is that they can bounce back or look at something and say, well, maybe we'll come up with something entirely different. That's not around the same, you know, IP as days gone and and deliver something that's a little less taxing on us as a studio yeah. where we don't have to meet these demands of extreme detail for games. Sure. And that is the scummiest business practice. And it's happened mm-hmm. before where yeah. you'll have these smaller studios that they, they get thrown a lifeline by a big publisher, you know, that, that saves them from bankruptcy or it's just a, a deal that's too good for them to refuse. And then you see where like, yeah, a couple months down the road, like they don't even give them a shot. They like it's an intentional strategy. Just buy them, buy close them. them 
disperse yep. the assets, get them somewhere else, and then what was left of that studio is just a ghost town. And it's yep. it's it's such a shady practice because you're you're literally preying on studios that they didn't have an alternative, you know what I mean? And they, mm-hmm. they reach out for that corporate handout. And of course, you know, look what happens to them long term. Um, and I think I think some developers are getting savvy to that, though, that they 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 see that that lifeline and they're like, we need to yeah. rethink. Yeah. You know, it'd be a good idea for them, though. And in- instead of doing what they're doing now, they could when they buy these new studios, obviously, the studios have some type of talent, right? Like they know yeah. how to develop a game. So. When you buy these smaller studios, have them develop content strictly for PS Now and PS Plus. Have mm. them focus on creating new games. And it's like, them. okay, we're yep. giving you a shot. If you make enough titles that get a lot of traction on PS Now or PS Plus, then we'll put you on to the bigger studio. But if you can't do that, then then I have a reason to actually let you go. I, have a, I actually have a reason to cut your budget. Because right now yeah. it's just I'm yeah. buying you to get rid of you because you're in my way. Well, the same thing kind of happened like so this is the this is like the Bungie dilemma, right? So Bungie was, you know, in charge of the Halo IP and Microsoft was like, you know, Microsoft Studios was like, okay, you're going to develop the game and it's going to be under your wing and whatnot. And as they moved on, they basically said, we want to dive in and make different content. And Microsoft was like, we're not going to fund you to make different content. We're going to fund you to make to make Halo. Mm-hmm. That's what we want from you is Halo. And so you, you lose a lot of creative freedom when you have somebody swoop in and kind of, you know, say, hey, we're going to fund you, but only if you make these things. So you're right. Sony could come in and easily say, you know, we're not going to fund you for something like Days Gone. We're shifting your studio and your studio is going to work on porting these games over to PS Now or mm-hmm. to to work on that. And essentially, you'd either have to say, you know, if they own you, you either have to say it's, you know, it's your way or the highway, right? Because sure. that's what Bungie did. Bungie said, no, that's okay. We're not going to continue making Halo. We're going to branch off and make our own game and enter Destiny and enter 343 Studios. You know, those two kind of filled the gap of, well, this is what your role is. And that's how the corporate business world is. I know I've experienced it myself where you Mm -hmm. come in, you expect to do one job and they say, nope, you're going to be doing this job. You either do that job or you can leave. We'll find somebody to do it. And they will. So they will. They absolutely. Hopefully, will. you know. Hopefully, the uh, this type of situation doesn't continue with Sony, and we see them really uh, back these smaller studios because we've seen that from Microsoft, right? Microsoft yeah. has come in and bought these smaller studios and said, "We're going to give them a platform. We're going to give them, um, you know, funding and uh, the the things that they need to to be successful." And they started swooping up tons of these small little companies, and they've mm-hmm. actually propped them up and right. done a lot for them. Whereas you've got Sony, on the other hand, that is coming in and hopefully not going to give the axe. So at this point, you kind—I I want Sony to take a play out of Xbox, you know, and Microsoft's book and say, let's let's lift up our small studios. Let's not just say no and and throw them to the wayside mm-hmm. and 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 have a you know, somebody that we used to know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Let, Let's see what you can produce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think one thing we can all agree on is like a, a remake of Last of Us is going to happen. Like it, it, it is. Oh, yeah. no yeah. matter how, what, what the, what the behind the scenes action is, mm-hmm. you know, the, the quality of Last of Us 2 was too high for that to not get brought back and for that money to, to get, to get made. Yeah. So, and speaking of high quality, 
the Decent Takes podcast, for what? God's sake. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's my segue. And, you know, Jav, you know, we're so glad you could come on the show and that I could I could hop on to, to Decent Takes because it was so much fun. And, so you know, fun. Yeah. We, we, got, we got to talk about your show for a few minutes because, you know, you're one of those podcasts that from episode one, like you guys brought it with the production value, <laughs> like you've got a studio space, you're running the YouTube game really well. Tell us a little bit about how Decent Takes like came to be. Yeah, so I had a podcast uh, about two years ago that was doing okay, and then my co-host just got too busy, and we ended up dissolving it, and then I kind of got jaded from the podcast game, and I'm like, if I do another podcast, it's going to be me, and then I'm going to have somebody who's my co-host, but they're going to (laughs) know that they're replaceable, and that's how I found Davey. (laughs) Um, <laughs> that that sounds like baby. They're replaceable. <laughs> and uh, so a lot of the podcasts I listened to before this new kind of wave of podcasts that I've been listening to were celebrities talking about everyday life, comedy, news, um, society, culture, and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, during the pandemic, I said, I can't really relate to those shows because they can just go get on a boat and like go to <laughs> right. Aruba Mm-hmm. <laughs> and exactly. I'm like stuck in my house. And I was like, what if there's a <laughs> podcast like those, but they're for normal people who have normal jobs, live normal life. And that's how Decent Takes started because we're like, how do we, what do we call this show? We're like, everything, we're like, we're going to have different takes on stuff. And like, they won't, some will be good, some will be bad. They'll all be decent. And then we're like, Decent <laughs> Takes. That's the show name. Yeah. And then I love it. That, that's how we came up. So we've been. You know, testing out different stuff. The, the format we have now is what we're going to keep. But there were times where we do like a calling segment where we just call random people on our phones from a random number and see what they have to say. Like <laughs> classic prank like, calls. I love it. Until somebody's like start the clock. Yeah. Until somebody's start. like says something super racist or something. And we're like, it's going to oh, happen. Got to cut yeah. it. So now now we're on we're on track on what we like to do. So it's been well, good. Well, if you ever need help with the um with the, the uh, prank calls, I am all about that. I used to do that in my youth and by youth i mean like my early 20s yeah um <laughs> wow <laughs> up into my early 20s my favorite was use um i used to use a soundboard like there was a jack black soundboard uh-huh. that you could have where he's like ordering chicken nuggets <laughs> and i would call up like wendy's on the west coast like this was when i lived on the east coast yeah I, and it'd be like midnight so it'd only be like nine o'clock on the west coast call him up and be like uh yeah hold on i'm looking at the menu here <laughs> and then try and order order food from the east coast to the, oh, through the a Wendy's on the phone and they would be like sir you gotta come in yeah we can't we can't order from the phone <laughs> so that or have you ever done have you ever done the where you call a chinese restaurant and you order something but then you say hold on Hold on, why I need to put you on hold. Then you call another Chinese restaurant. Oh, right? I know where this is I've going. And then you tell the first Chinese restaurant, I've done this. You tell the first Chinese restaurant to repeat the order back to you. <laughs> and then you put them together. Let the magic happen. <laughs> You're the Let worst. The magic happen. <laughs> luckily, luckily, we weren't actually pranking people. It kind of felt like a prank because we just call them and they pick up and we just ask them a random question. They're like, wait, what? And I'm like, answer the question now. <laughs> <laughs> They know, like they know it's the us, street. though. Sir, for a dollar. For a dollar. <laughs> yeah, and, and then we switched it to telling people before we called them, and then it just wasn't as fun, so we cut it. We're like, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like, lame. Whatever. They're all prepared. 
like, yeah. yeah. Trash. See, now you got to go back to the, you should just call like the random, you know, there's just random Walmarts and talk to Susan <laughs> back in electronics on a, on a midnight, you know? I, I mean, seriously, because if you call like any Walmart at like post, post like normal operating hours, you're just going to get a bunch of old people that really have no clue yeah, what they're, sure. what they're looking for. They're keeping the Especially lights when on. when it comes to like yeah. video games, you can just be like, Hey Susan, do you have this video game in the back? <sighs> Let me go see if I can find it. <laughs> I can't wait till yeah. I call, I call one on the West coast and is and they're like, Hey, this is Bruno. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Patreon's not popping yet. <laughs> I'm looking for a copy of Hogan's castle. <laughs> <laughs> just get something completely random that was yeah. one of those donkey uh donkey uh, uh was it the prank phone calls yeah so big chungus i'll take a big yeah. chungus game oh man <laughs> do you have that but yeah uh, you know hey to all of our our listeners go check out the decent takes podcast check out the, our our collab with them because again this episode will be dropping at the same time that their episode same day yeah. um and give them a follow because you guys yeah. are are you're gonna you, you, you gotta go places like it is such a high quality podcast the youtube feed is amazing like you guys have something great going on um so just just keep at it because that is that is a solid entry on my on my pod rotation because the talk shows i can only take so much yeah they get rough (laughs) a little bit yeah, it was That's funny. Right. You know, you only take so many of the NPRs. Right. On the next, all things considered. <laughs> it was funny because you guys know when you when you make a podcast, you have tons of podcasts reaching out to you and talking to you, like, check this out, check this out. And you guys were the second podcast that I listened to in all of podcast Twitter. And I immediately wow. sent it over to Davey and I was like, These guys are like us, but smart. We need to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> We have show notes. It's not. It's not. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we like games. Davey, you suck at games, but I, fi- I think we can figure it out. And I'm like, I'm just going to DM them and see what we can get going. <laughs> Two hours and 20 minutes of podcast. I, I respond. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was uh, that was a marathon of an episode. But the time just flew by. And, and we ate yeah, like, I, I was before. I was telling them in the, in the, in the pre-show, you know, Bruno, it, it's crazy because they have that segment at the end where um, the 60-second takes. And yeah. I, I, I knew that it was a segment, but when, like, it's completely different when someone springs a random question on you that you haven't heard. And yeah. then, they, you know, you start, you say, start the clock. And then, like, I'm looking on Zoom and, like, I've got the little timer, like, next to my head, <laughs> like, ticking down. <laughs> and it's just, like, I went into beast mode, man. Like, the adrenaline's pumping. Dude, like, I got I to gotta tell him what I'm talking about here. Um, Nick and used it was, to do debate in college. I that, did. So that was by that far was... the best 60-second take segment we've had since inception. Oh, since inception of the show. I it was just it was it was absolutely wild. We named yeah, it I did, stop I, the clock because of Nick. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was like what you did. No, we named the entire the episode "Stop the Clock." Oh, the whole episode. You, yeah. yeah, I stopped saying it after a while. They're like, "Oh, you got you got to say it. You got to say oh, it. Yeah, say the word. Was, say the word." It was getting us so hype. Yeah, <laughs> like stop the clock. I'm like, yes, yeah. let's go. <laughs> And the crazy part is, and I, I, I guess you'll listen. I, I won't. I won't spoil it. But um, at the very end, Jav throws me this curveball of like he starts making me name my favorite video game <laughs> franchises, and it was a trap because then he's like, "Okay, kill off one of them," and I'm oh, like, "Oh, no. I don't want to." And then there's like two left, and he's like, "Okay, kill off another one." <laughs> I don't want to start the clock, Jeff. Oh man, that's what I don't want. To but do you'll it. have to listen to the podcast to find out what I said because it was yeah. it, it 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 crushed me to my core. You could see oh. it in his face too. If you watch it on YouTube, you can watch it crush his soul in real time. In real time. 
when push comes to shove, when you've oh, got to make man. those. It's like Sophie's Choice. You didn't think. <laughs> I yeah. never thought I'd have to make this yeah. choice. Impossible before. decision. Just, yeah, how do I choose? Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Job, give us some plugs, man. Where can they find you? Yeah, find us on Twitter at uh, Decent Takes Show on Twitter, at Decent Takes on Instagram, um, www.quitthebuild.com, um, patreon.com slash quitthebuild, <laughs> patreon.com slash Decent Takes Show, um, TikTok at Decent Takes. Everything's either Decent Takes or it's Decent Takes Show. So type it in wherever you do stuff and hopefully you'll find us. We won't be on Facebook because we're not 60. Anywhere else. <laughs> Ooh. Just kidding. Thanks. I kind of love Facebook, but I don't I'll have it anymore. I'll take that insult because our first we first made a page on Facebook and we're just like, yeah, this isn't getting any traction. We should probably get on like Twitter and like TikTok. We make goes a TikTok viral account. on TikTok the next day. Yeah, like overnight we're like, oh, 1,000 likes. Okay, I guess. Um, okay. Whatever. Yeah. That's we'll get what I hip said. With whatever. The times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, awesome. Well, Jav, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Thank this has been guys. a blast. Heck Great yeah. collab. Um, and yeah, check check out their podcast, Decent Takes. It is always a good time. And Bruno, that's about it for our show for today. Thanks again so much to all of our listeners. Um, you know, it's been it's been a wild ride, and we've got uh, some exciting news starting with our our next episode, and just a jam packed calendar. We've got some huge uh, interviews coming up uh, down the pipeline. I just wrapped up an interview with uh, Sega Master Tim, a guy Ooh. that used to work for one of those Sega like call in hotlines back in the '90s for like tips. Uh, oh, nice. wild stuff and so that's that's a, a can't miss interview we'll be airing that next week and, he's got and a all whole the lot more. Codes. he literally does yeah it's a, it's <laughs> a fascinating uh, discussion and uh, so much more as well what do you got for him Bruno oh man just be sure to check out quitthebill.com where you can find all of our podcast episodes we upload an episode every Saturday and Wednesday and you can find us all over the web we're on TikTok YouTube Twitter Facebook for all those old people out there Instagram we've got a discord where you can join and talk with like-minded folks and of course a patreon right we've got some patreon subscribers to mm -hmm. thank uh nick nick and epic capture productions and our newest uh patron the dudist monk thank yeah. you so much uh if you want to shout out at the end of every episode plus bonus content like our nostalgia vault episode coming up here soon uh and even exclusive merch from the pierce pop art vault support us today at patreon.com slash quit the build and you too can join the team be part of Quit the build. We love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, for Nick and Job, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno and Job, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do.